Hello, everyone. This is Xander Brothel with the Revenue Growth Architects podcast presented by CS2. Joining me today is frequent guest, co-founder, and sometimes co-host, Charlie Saunders. Charlie, how you doing today? Very good. Excited to talk about this topic. Yes, it's going to be a great topic for us to talk about, one that's very timely, very obviously important to us. And that topic is how to go about working with a RevOps marketing ops agency. Um, being an agency ourselves, this is something that is very close to home. Uh, but I would also say that both Charlie and I have had experiences on the other side of working with other agencies to solve problems. So I think that we can bring a lot of value to our audience today, whether you are currently using an agency or exploring the potential. Uh, or not even thinking about it, and maybe that we're, you're going to find that there is an opportunity for you and your organization today. So thanks so much for joining the call, Charlie. Uh, I think that we are going to dive into something that, that's really important. So I think that the, probably the most important thing for choosing an agency is getting the right one. Uh, any tips or advice on what to look for when you're evaluating agencies? Yeah, I, I think there's a... Uh... There's a very broad spectrum of agencies and they all kind of bring a different thing to the table. Um, and I kind of see it in, I think it's like six different categories where there's two different ends of the spectrum. And I kind of go through each one, one by one. So the first, there's definitely a big um, spectrum when it comes to whether the agency is going to be strategic or tactical. So there's a lot of agencies out there that will focus on just like getting a certain thing done, kind of more repetitive tasks, maybe it's only campaign execution, maybe it's more simple tasks that just need to be done on an ongoing basis, maybe they've offshored their team, generally that would be a bit of a cheaper agency. There's other agencies more like CS2 that are working on really big strategic projects. They've got a lot of technical skills on the team, a lot of strategic people on the team. So knowing what you need is very important there because if you need someone to be working a in kind of a very dynamic, often complex, difficult, ambiguous situation to get really big projects across the line, you're probably going to want to go with more of a strategic agency and try and vet their skills there, as opposed to an agency that's very used to just being told what to do and just working on tactical work. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. I mean, and, and, and there's reasons to use both, right? Right. Um, sometimes you do just need extra hands to get work done so that you can focus on more strategic things. But sometimes it's good, even if you are already a strategic person who has a lot of experience, to bring on a strategic agency who can level up everything that you have. Uh, there's something to be said about being able to ask a question and have 18 people turn around with mm -hmm. all of their years of experience to you know provide that best recommendation. Yeah, and often the strategic agency can do the tactical too. So for us, you know, we're helping our clients work on these massive architecture projects, but at the same time, when they have like smaller requests or there's something they just need something fixed or troubleshooted or looked at, we could handle that too. Doesn't quite work as well the other way around though. Mm -hmm. So that's where if you're really figuring out what you need and that's where your roadmap comes into play like what is on your roadmap what do you need support with what does your team look like it's going to really help you make that decision and then related to the first one um different agencies really have a different philosophy when it comes to whether they're going to really come like bring ideas and strategy to the table 
or if they're just going to need a lot of direction and being told what to do. So um, one thing that we always talk about at CS2 is I really want our team to be trying to get the client you know, 80% of the way there on a particular project where we've thought a lot of the strategy, we've done the design, we've really kind of done, like brought our expertise to the table. And then the client can kind of help us polish it off and we can collaborate and we can get the project done as opposed to the client having to so prescriptively explain exactly what they want built and then we'll just go build it. Um, I mean, we've got a lot of really smart people on our team who they want to be bringing those ideas to the table and would probably get frustrated if they were just kind of ordered what to do all day by the client. And that's just the culture that we have. Um, but at the same time, you know, not, not discrediting any agency that doesn't do that. Sometimes you just need to like direct the agency on, on what to do. So it comes down to the culture you have internally, what you need. I would generally say that the agency that's going to be bringing stuff to the table is doing um, kind of a more valuable job because a lot of times the, the client doesn't know what they want or doesn't know what they need, maybe doesn't have the expertise in-house. So they, you really do need to get them to near, near nearly the end point there. Otherwise, you know, if you're constantly asking them, kind of, can you just tell me what to do here? They might not know. And then mm. it's not getting anything done. Um, and then kind of moving on from that one, there's some agencies that, only want to do kind of general day-to-day -day support and there's some that only want to do projects um and then there's like a lot of in between we're kind of we kind of have a foot in both of those camps um and it also comes down to the engagement model so some agencies might want to only sell big projects like okay this is a project this is a project fee for this project um and then when we finish that project then we're going to have to work on a new sow and if you want to do another project and it's very kind of stop start project based some agencies only will work um on a more retainer basis where they're just helping you day to day constantly and maybe they're not handling like some of the really really big projects and some like us want to be flexible enough where we can handle both where we can handle the big projects we can handle some of the day to day um we can do retain we do a lot of retainer work most of our work is on retainer where we do kind of tee up projects along the way and some of the ongoing support but then also if a client has a really big need then we can sell a project for that and then if they want to kind of work on that project then we can come back and also have the retainer going so just thinking through that because your needs again kind of whether it's general support project based and also what you can even get signed by finance um, and get budget for really dictates what type of agency you might be able to work with so, um, and that internal process um, can be a huge pain. It's something that I really like about with CS2, where we're very flexible on on how we go about it on our end, um, trying to make it as easy as possible for our stakeholders to be able to get things across the finish line uh, from a from an internal, you know, PR, PO, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other thing with a when when you're doing project based, it's kind of tough because kind of showing behind the curtain what an agency is like when whenever you're trying to quote a project you always have to quote it quite high because especially in, in mops and revops because you never know what you're going to walk into like if you haven't worked, worked with that client before they want to might want to build like a life cycle analytics project whatever and you're going okay well for an easy client this might take you know 40 hours and for a really difficult client this might take 400 hours yeah um so i'm gonna have to to make sure this project is profitable for the for the business have to kind of 
lean towards the more complex client every single time um, in terms of like how you're going to quote that and price that because the last thing you want to do is quote it kind of too simple and too cheap and then it turn into a massive beast that you weren't accounting for and then there's going to be so much friction because the agency is going to be upset because maybe you know no fault of anyone's it was kind of like misquoted they might try and do change orders to get kind of extra budget and scope creep to handle scope creep. Um, and it's just, it could just kind of not really lead to the best end result. But then if you do end up the kind of from the customer side, you might be that customer where it's a bit more simple, but you're getting quoted kind of the complex price to do the simple thing. Yeah. So you've got to really do that trade-off. And that's why we really like working on retainer where it's super transparent. We have an amount of hours. We can quote you kind of like how many hours each product's going to take and that you can use the retainer hours for that. And it just makes everyone just very clear about like how much work is going into it. And we're pricing by that. And then everyone's is really on the same page. There's no such thing as like scope creep because if, if a project does become more complicated, then we just use more hours and we charge for those. So it's just much more, in my opinion, transparent way of working um, and just more flexible for like what we're doing. Like for some things, some other agencies, I can see project-based working where it's like a way more scoped engagement. It's like very repetitive. Like every client is basically the same. Like you're designing a logo or something. You can kind of, you can probably guess and hoping it be pretty accurate in how much time and, and materials and resources are going to go into that for every client and there's still going to be a range but it's going to be a much smaller range than RevOps and marketing ops work so just understanding kind of agency pricing dynamics and how they work I think is important when you're the customer because when you're getting quoted things you need to be quite savvy on kind of what what they're trying to what they're trying to do from their side right yeah. um and some other things that we see sometimes as agencies that would do like quote unquote unlimited hours for a certain price per month. And I'm personally really against that because there's just no such thing as unlimited hours. There's such an expectation reality issue there where if the client really does need, you know, a thousand hours per month and you've only got two people on that account, it's like, well, what are they going to do? Like not sleep and then somehow magic up more hours in the day to, to do that work. So I just, I would shy away from that because generally your expectations are not going to be met because they're always going, they actually do have a limit of hours. They're just not telling you what it is, right? Behind the scenes, they 100% say, this is how many hours we're going to put to this client every month. Um, but they're just not telling you, they're telling you it's unlimited. Um, then, so the other stuff that is important to think about um, is the difference between the types of work in, in what we do in operations. So there's you know, kind of big marketing ops, architecture, RevOps projects, there's ongoing support and there's campaign execution. So you might need all three, you might need just, you know, one of those services. So being super clear about what you need and knowing that there are more disciplines in, in operations than just like, I'm looking for a MOPS agency, right? Because a MOPS agency doing big architecture projects might not be the best agency if you need campaign X. Or a MOPS agency that does mostly campaign X is not going to be the right agency if you need big complex projects. So understanding the differences there and really vetting them to make sure you've, you're really getting the agency that's going to have the skill set and the right skill sets. Um, and then kind of the last couple of things I've, I've kind of touched on them um, is around kind of who is at 
who is at the agency. So are you looking for, if you're looking for more ongoing support and you're okay to have a junior person because you just need more bodies, then that could be fine. But are you looking for someone with a lot of experience across different tools, a lot of experience handling complex projects, then you're going to be wanting to look at the LinkedIn profiles of the people that are going to be working on your account and looking at how much experience they have. Yeah. Like I really recommend that. And during the sales process, say who's going to work on my account and send me their LinkedIn profiles. Because you'll find a lot of times um, that that can really help you understand the, the quality of, of the people that you're going to be working with every day. And I'm often surprised sometimes when I'm having sales calls that people don't ask me that. But a lot of times I'll, I'll, um, I'll offer that. I'll say, okay, I'll send the LinkedIn profile or we do, so many of our team are on the podcast, I'll send them episodes from the podcast and say, like, these are the people you're going to be working with. Um, go check them out. See if you like them before you start. It, helps, it really helps the, the sales process, but also helps them understand who they're going to work with. And if you don't have that, then you know the salesperson or the owner who's selling you the dream on the call there could be a very big difference between who you're actually going to be working with every single day. And that makes a huge difference. You know, I think that there, there's a lot of agencies that, that need to hire cheap and that usually is also an inexperienced. So having those upfront conversations is really key. Yeah. Yeah. Great call there. I kind of wish I would have done that in, uh, in previous lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's complicated. I think, always try and understand the the business kind of incentives on the other side and kind of like understand how the business is going to be operating and then you can generally start to piece together what kind of service you're going to get kind of like that unlimited hours thing like really think like how would that work yeah you know, well and is that actually like fundamentally a business operational uh an operational aspect of that business that could even be pulled off and if it can, or, or if it could be attempted, what are going to be the trade-offs with that? You know, are they going to give me just junior people? Are they actually going to put a limit in, but they're not tell me? Like all those kind of things. So let's really go that extra mile to think about what are, what, how the, how the agency is going to be operating. And I'm not trying to, you know, discredit. And it, there's loads of good agencies other than CS2. I'm not saying we're the only good agency. Um, and we've got it completely figured out. But understanding kind of the trade-offs between all of the things I talked about will really help you zone in on the right agency. And generally on sales calls, I, that's what I'm trying to do, but from the opposite way. I'm asking like these questions in a way like, what do you need? Or like, what are you looking for? What are your team dynamics to understand if we're going to be the right fit? Because we're definitely not the right fit for every single company out there. You know, we're a really good fit for a certain type of company. And it really takes both sides to vet each other to make sure that partnership is going to be successful. I agree. Um, and the other piece to think about is like, what are the types of solutions that are going to be delivered, right? You, there's plenty of agencies that have a lot of great success with their clients where they're bringing in like kind of that pre-built, here's our model, here's our cookie cutter, mm -hmm. cookie cutter, quote unquote, build versus an agency that's going to come in with recommendations based upon their experience, but they're going to make sure that it's tailor made to your organization. Um, totally. And sometimes you need the cookie cutter build. Sometimes you just are like, you know what, you, you give me what you need. And then sometimes you're going, we have a very complex environment. We have a lot of different, you know, iterations and, and history. We really need an agency that can come in and, and make a difference within the environment that we have. Um, so yeah. asking those questions is, is key as well. 
definitely yeah that's a really good point that that trade-off between kind of cookie cutter which which can be okay for some some people just need kind of like quote-unquote best practice installed get them off the ground maybe it's okay i think there's there's definitely some arguments against that because there's limitations with how that could scale there's always some kind of like magic snowflake customization that some that every company needs because everyone's unique um but at the same time there are some times when you when you might just need something cheaper something quicker um than the full full custom build so that's that's definitely definitely an important point absolutely um yeah so if you had a recommendation for for somebody like like what do you think is the best so yeah i guess i'm kind of um going against what i just said where there's <laughs> where you can kind of um, make your own adventure here, adventure here and it's all good. But I would say for most companies in our world, B2B tech companies, um, that are, you know, startup to midsize, they're trying to grow. They have kind of complex sales cycles. They need they kind of a good, a pretty decent amount of customization to fit their business process and the u- uniqueness of their team. I would say kind of going through each of those levels of um, each part, I would always try to lean towards more of a strategic agency. Because like I said at the beginning, a strategic agency can do the tactical stuff, but only a tactical agency struggles with the strategic stuff. So you need to make sure they've got a long track record of delivering big, complex, hairy, difficult strategic projects. Um, And then then you're going to be good. you do have to consider in that in that case though they're going to be probably more expensive so if they are on budget budgets an issue then you just you do need to be choosy over what projects you send to them yeah um so kind of like with us like we're definitely not the cheapest agency so we often say to our clients like okay you've got these 10 things on your roadmap give these three to us because these are going to be the hardest most valuable projects for anyone to work on these other seven things, you know, maybe your internal team could take it. Maybe we, we could do it later on. Or, But, you know, right now you're paying us a good amount of money. Let's focus on the really big, important, difficult things. Yeah. Um, and then I think where I talked about the independence of the agency, bring, bringing ideas to the table, um, I always lean towards that. I lean towards that in kind of like every facet of life. I love people that are just like have initiative. So and businesses that have initiative so personally my my default is just like any agency any person if they're going to show initiative that is going to be far better experience than anyone than someone that just turns up to work and says tell me what to do today so you don't you don't really want the turn tell me what to do today people really like on your team you don't want them as an agency partner it just adds more work to you right yes. like your job the internal team is so busy and you're so you know kind of stretched thin you don't need another person just to tell what to do right you need someone that you can give them a problem and they'll go find the solution for you thousand percent and and you also need the agency who is like thinking ahead for you right like what are the what are the opportunities that you're not even aware of at the end of the day the agency has the advantage of working with multiple clients in multiple environments there's so many new things that are coming into the market so many different problems that people are solving that if they can bring that back to you, it's going to elevate your business that much further. Totally. Yeah. And so, then I'll, I'll go through that to the last ones here and then, then we can maybe that'd be great. the next yeah. section. So I think the, 
Um, from the project perspective, you can be pretty agnostic. So I think it's always good. Most agencies, I think as well, like will be able to handle good sized project and general support. I think having that built into one partner is good because the big projects often turn into like maintenance and ongoing support work um, after you've delivered that big project. And then the ongoing support maintenance work often uncovers big projects. So you, you wouldn't really want one agency handling big projects and then one ha agency just handling day to day because you might be kind of too siloed there. So finding an agency that can do both. I also think it's nice when they can do a bit of campaign X as well as projects. We mostly do like big kind of initiatives for clients. We do also do campaign execution and we've got a really good campaign X team. And I think it's nice because all of our clients, even if they don't use us for campaign X, they might occasionally use us for campaign X. Like someone goes on maternity leave or paternity leave. Someone's sick for a bit of time someone leaves and they just need to keep the lights on so it's really good to just have that backup like one of the best benefits of having an agency honestly is the continuity in your team like we've been for a lot of our clients we're like the longest marketing ops person on the team you know yeah. and that continuity that knowledge retention the ability to keep the ship sailing as the team's going through like constant change and people are coming in and out is a massive value add for the company and and the people that rely on marketing ops. So having an agency that can kind of handle both is really good because you wouldn't want your project-based agency um, to be there doing great projects, but then suddenly you're like, okay, I just lost my person that was helping us get, like execute on programs. I need you to do that. And they go, oh no, we don't do that, right? You're like, okay, well now I have to onboard a whole other agency, go through procurement. You'd rather just throw more budget at your existing agency and get them to handle campaign X until you can hire Exactly. I think that's important. And then the last two, um, I think it's nice when the agency can be flexible. So we talked about like retainer or project based or hours. And I think finding an agency that is willing to work with you, especially in these economic climb, uh, economic climate, where <laughs> economic climbs, times climate, <laughs> <laughs> um, these economic times where, you know, you might have an agency that only wants to do retainers, but your CFO will only sign off for a project because they can't just kind of have a recurring cost forever. Or you might only want to do a retainer, but the agency will only sell projects. So like you want to find an agency that can do both. And then I always lean towards agencies with kind of really experienced strategic people because you want, you really, the, then again, I talked about kind of that continuity being a major benefit of an agency, but the other benefit is that because you're extending your capabilities, there's so much that we need to know in marketing and revenue ops, one person or even a team of people internally, they're always going to have limits on their knowledge. So if you're essentially getting in a fractional way, a full marketing and rev ops team from an agency that has handled every piece of tech that has handled every type of project in a dozen different scenarios and situations. That is such a massive win and value for the company to have access to that. Um, so you want to be having the people working with the people with the most amount of experience because it, it, you just really want to be able to send any project to them and know it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and that gives you that confidence to build, build your business what what it needs. Fantastic. Um, so so assuming that we go that route, we have a strategic team. They're bringing a lot of value to the table. You have a lot of flexibility. What are some ways that you can partner with them efficiently um, to get the job done? Okay, so we have five different ways. Um, 
and maybe I'll go through kind of one by one and then we can chat chat about chat about each one because I think there's so much to talk about the first one is just really open your arms to them really um embed them in your team embed them in your business teach them about your business introduce them to people cross-functionally like if you're the director of marketing or revenue ops and you're the main point of contact don't silo them off and uh, you only speak to them right make sure they're speaking to the cmo other vps salespeople, uh sales leadership sdr leadership because the more this agency can understand your business and your team the dynamics of your team uh, it just helps get everything get every project they're working going to work on for you is going to one is going to be more contextualized and customized to your situation because we're going to have a, more inputs about what's going on but two the enablement and the delivery of that project is going to be so much better because when it comes time to train your sales team to work on a new process or something they're not like who's this person like coming to talk to me like you've built that trust already yeah. that sales team already knows like okay cs2 or whatever agency partner is here helping us be successful okay now they're telling us to do this or they're training and enabling us to do this new process we're going to listen right so really opening your arms to them and bringing them in and treating them as members of the team i think is critical i agree with that 100 percent. and and you know opening that up for things that you may not think are traditionally mops is also great because we may have seen it in a different environment or within a different industry and can share some insights there that you may not be able to see right um it goes a long long way and when you start thinking about you've built a trusting relationship with an agency you may or may not want to let that agency go so when budget time comes if you've ingrained that team within all kinds of other stakeholders, you have a much easier time defending your budget. Um, so that's something to think about as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Super important. Super important. So the next one, um, we talk about roadmap all the time. So at the risk of being a broken record, build a roadmap, right? Especially if you're working with an awesome strategic partner, that is helping you deliver on really important pieces of work month over month, quarter over quarter. The best thing you can do to really help them know what your goals are and what they should be prioritizing on is a roadmap to a shared roadmap. Doesn't even have to be, it could be like a piece of your roadmap or honestly, you'd really want them to know your whole roadmap, but a plan of what we're focusing on week, month, quarter over quarter. Yeah. Um, so then, because the, the agency, like if you try and again, I was saying earlier about putting yourself in the shoes of the agency. So what they're trying to do uh, when, you're, when you're working with an agency that has kind of the main point of contact, other people that you might be interfacing with, depending on some skill sets, they have like a massive resourcing kind of operational challenge, right? Where the clients are always shifting their priorities and you've got to shift kind of parts of the team to be able to meet those project deadlines and your main point of contact also has other clients so if you can give them a real solid plan we can plan a whole team around that plan and it's just going to we're going to 100 percent hit the timelines get it built the best way and really help you you be successful and that relationship be successful um when things are like super dynamic and constantly changing we can work in that environment too and a good agency 
especially if you're working in B2B tech, is used to that, right? Like it's kind of the life we chose because things pivot and change all the time. So if the agency is complaining about that too much, maybe you've chosen the wrong agency that hasn't worked in, in this environment. Um, but once you can get that plan, it really does make a difference because you, that you, just internally that agency is able to really rally the whole team around that roadmap, able to plan resources in advance so you have it when you need it perfectly. And it's just going to help. And obviously a roadmap helps you internally kind of for the same reasons, but super important when you're bringing in an external partner. Agreed. A hundred percent. And it's hard. I mean, it, it it's going to be dynamic, but even if you have, even if you have a roadmap of gen, general ideas of where you're going and general timelines, things can adjust, but it's easier to adjust when like you're looking further out than the next three weeks. Um, and, and very often we kind of, we kind of isolate ourselves just in this environment of B2B SaaS a lot of times of, I don't even know what's coming from other teams, but we can be the drivers of change within the, within the RevOps organization. That is our goal, right? Our goal is to get the rest of the organization aligned to a roadmap. Your agency can help you build it. Well, great point in the end. Yeah. If you're, get your agency to help you build that roadmap. Yeah. Right? I mean, we're building roadmaps for dozens of clients all the time. So you, there's expertise in the work, but there's expertise in planning the work and building a roadmap and getting cross-functional alignment. Use them for that. That's where we go back to the first point. If they're embedded in the team, they're speaking to people, they're gathering requirements from different people, they understand the business, then they should be able to develop, develop the roadmap. So share your company OKRs, share the goals of the company really be open and transparent on the challenges the company is facing because if the agency is any good they're going to come to the table and go do you know what i know we're working i know our roadmap says this is the next project but you've been talking about this other thing and your company's got this massive in this initiative going on over here like why aren't we there's, there's this other there's this thing that we've done for 10 other clients why don't we do this because it relates so much better to all the company goals and everything going on so you use your agency to help build that roadmap is is really going to help in a lot of ways um so the third out of the five is trust and really developing that relationship i mean everything in in work and life kind of centers around that right yeah um so just trying to be personable with them you know treat them like people i i don't it's like a it's not a big deal but i don't I love it when our, our clients call us like a partner or extension of the team. I don't love it when it's just like, we're a vendor, right? You know, like it's a service business. It's very high touch. It's very personable. We're not just a tech tool kind of doing a job for you. We are, you know, a group of people that are really trying hard to help you be successful. So everyone having that like mutual respect, developing that relationship, having time to just kind of catch up on life and learn about each other as human beings. I think that helps anything in work be successful, like both internal and external and in life just be successful, honestly. But then if you're, if you, you, you would be surprised at how much harder your agency will work for you if you're just really great to work with and you've got that relationship, you know? So not saying that our clients they don't do that we don't work hard for them we work hard for all of our clients but everyone's going to work harder for the person that where there's like a really deep respect there's a kind of a friendship brewing 
And a lot of our clients have turned into friends, like true friends, long-term friends, not just business associates. And that doesn't need to be the goal of every client relationship, but you should at least try and develop that personal relationship. Um, even if you're only doing it because you want to get the best out of them, right? Obviously it's better if you're being genuine and you, you want to just develop a relationship, but it's just, it just really does help and you're going to get the best out of them every day. And, and a lot of the times, I mean, like it's never going to be a hundred percent perfect, right? But when you've built that trust and if you have to push back against the agency or the agency feels like they need to push back against the business, it's helpful when you're entering that into a, I have your best interests at heart. I have, a, you know, your best interests at heart. We're just trying to get the best thing done. When you've built that trust and that, that good relationship, you can actually get that type of work done. And we will find that that when we're working in those in those environments, we all bring better work than the environment where there's always that friction or that lack of like personal personable relationship for sure. Totally. Yeah. And then kind of following on for that, the, the fourth point that we had is around I love the the concept of the agency partner being your secret weapon. You know, we're not here to take anyone's jobs. We're not here to take credit for work. We're just here to make our clients successful and the people who work for our clients successful. So, you know, if you see the agency as a threat where, especially in these economic times where, you know, there are layoffs and things happening, it might be easier to think this way. It's only going to, it's going to, it's not going to help anyone. Um, because if you're working with a good agency, you know, yes, they want to work, they want you to renew and they want to continue working with you, obviously. Um, but your career is going to be hopefully accelerated by working with them if they're a good agency. You know, the, I can't, I can't count the number of times we've helped our clients get promotions. We even actually had that as like a tagline <laughs> on our website at one point, because that once they actually leverage us properly. They have this secret weapon of any question that they need answered, any project they need to get support on, they have this just knowledge base of experts around them, helping them just be better. And yes, it's good to kind of shine a light on the good work your agency is doing, especially if you want to keep them around and prove to finance and stuff that they're doing a good job. But the agency generally should just be pushing to just get the best like product out there and the best work. And the work should speak for itself. And, but then by doing that, and you're actually showing that you're leveraging this partner and this budget to be able to deliver really important work, then the company should see you as a valuable partner. Because one skill, a skill of a revenue marketing person isn't just tinkering around in Marketo. It's using re resources to get, generate business value. And that resources could be tech, it could be agency partners, it could be your internal team, it could be your own, you know, work yourself, but that combination of all of that creates value for your business. And if you can prove that value, then it's going to accelerate your career. And so much of well, one thing I talked about before, there's just so much to know, and there's just too many skills, too much tech, too many things that you as a person can just never know everything. But if you have this secret weapon behind the scenes where you've got access to all of these people that do know collectively everything mm -hmm. that needs to be known now you've kind of got, you seem like the person knows everything because your CMO asks you a question, you ask the agency, agency gives you the answer, then you go back to your CMO, right? Like you've got, 
you know, you've got this expertise at your fingertips. So if you can treat them like this secret weapon, it's going to accelerate your career. It's going to make them feel good because there's nothing better for us than when we see our clients getting um, promoted and progressing in their career and everything. Again, like we'll just work better. And But if you do the opposite, you see them as a threat, you try and silo them. You know, now the business is like, hey, what did this agency deliver? And you're and you're seeing them as a threat. So you're like, maybe not much. They're going to look bad on you because they're like, well, you're the owner of this agency. They didn't deliver anything. You all this, we're still spending money with them. Where's the value? So you kind of, you know, rising tide lifts all ships. The opposite happens. Like if you make them look bad, then you also look bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Sometimes we have like multiple agencies within the organization mm -hmm. and kind of that, that similar thing of, of seeing each other as a threat. I always find there to be value of bringing my agencies together to solve problems. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit further? Yeah. I think the most, most important thing to think about with this, especially with revenue marketing of agencies is they can be not just a secret weapon to make the internal people look good. They can be the secret weapon to make your other agencies look good. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you maybe got a PPC agency, a demand gen agency, where like other agencies that maybe are being judged on leads and pipeline and stuff like that. Um, if you can't report on the success of your leads and pipeline and your programs with them, then that's a bad look, right? And who's the team building the architecture to help you report on that stuff? your marketing rebels team and your marketing rebels agency. So sync them up together. Like we do that all the time. Like loads of PPC agencies, demand gen agencies out there. We'll work with them. Like a, a good example of a project would be like, okay, they're working on, you know, their UTM tracking and the tracking. And we want to make sure, okay, we're capturing that. Everything's going through from like leads to contacts to opportunities. And then they're able to report on the end, how much pipeline that they're impacting and creating. And the secret weapon again is, is is marketing revenue ops helping everyone else kind of prove their value so if you get everyone working well together then that is awesome same thing if you've got like a salesforce agency and a marketing ops agency and if they're not talking together it's kind of like the classic problem internally like sales ops not talking to marketing ops is a disaster yeah. because we need to be working in salesforce we need things built in salesforce so if you've got your salesforce agency not talking to the marketing ops agency then again you're just kind of you're really you're walking around with like a boulder attached to your ankle you just can't get anything done um so that's that's super important and even better if your agency your marketing RevOps agency does a lot of the work in salesforce as well right like you want to be able to have that capability within that agency too so re again really important really makes a difference if you can get that cross-functional collaboration between different partners yeah yeah you're building extensions of your team all across your organization and that's just going to continue to elevate your marketing org uh, as a whole for sure and and it's a trend that has been going on a while and will continue uh where yeah a lot of companies now have such a network of partners and consultants and contractors um and that will continue to accelerate especially now with hiring freezes We've seen it with our clients where maybe they've got a hiring freeze, but they've got a little bit of extra money they can put into an agency. So that's going to only continue to accelerate. So you're going to have this kind of dynamic where you've got a lot of like people internally, externally. It also got accelerated with COVID where companies were like, well, 
everyone's remote anyway like doesn't actually matter that much whether they're a w2 or or a contractor or an agency right like yeah they're kind of all working disparately across across the country um so it's definitely a trend that will continue and so the magic is how do you create a cohesive team when you've got like multiple actual businesses all collaborating on the same problem and that is a big skill set that you that you'd need to learn 100 percent. anything that you want to wrap up here in terms of working together with the agencies no i think i know we, we've got to wrap up the podcast soon so i think maybe this the last the last thing we'll talk about here is just the system on how to get work done yeah and um, we've talked we've touched on a lot of this and i'll kind of go through it quickly and then we can wrap up so think of it as a system like we've talked about just then on like the magic there with lots of agencies working together like how do you kind of create a cohesive team around solving problems and it all comes down to kind of the system of how how you work and we're ops people right so we love systems and process and stuff so just really think about some of the core things like the roadmap prioritization massively important the clearer you can be on the priorities with this mix of people and partners and stuff the better it's going to be because everyone's going to be on the same page setting proper expectations is massively important you need to know like get real strong details from your partners on how about how long things are going to take how to set expectations and with with your team internally because the last thing you want to do is bring on a partner tell the ceo they're going to solve all your problems in two weeks but then the partner be like well this is like a two-year problem you know right so like get clear on expectations you want to have really good ongoing communication with a weekly sync at least shared slack channels sled shared pm tools really bake them into all of your your process and your tools and make sure that you know you don't have to kind of really change your your habits and way of working just to communicate with them um so generally like we like to kind of adopt the systems our clients use because we don't want them to have to like log into something else to do something with us um and then just making sure you have regular check-ins to check in success so we'll do a lot of qbrs with our clients where we come up with we write up all of the stuff we've worked on the value we try and bring in cross-functional stakeholders to see the work that we've all worked on and collaborated on together take that moment to smell the roses and see what you did because a lot of time you're just in execution mode and you're just like grinding through a lot of the work so it's good to good to pause and just make sure that you're just really honest and transparent um our best clients are the ones that were just like slack me or slack the people on the team we've got this problem or we've got this issue we need to work around or we've got like even a budget issue we might need to like reduce budget with you can you help us like figure out how to like not have that happen just like just be super just upfront and just create that good relationship and if you can handle all of that you're going to really get the most amount of value out out of your agency absolutely and and i love that the the things that we're listing here are things that you're probably doing internally with your teams so bringing the agency along in a very similar fashion is going to be able to be so much more effective with the time that you do have with them. Whether that's with a budgeted set of hours, whether that's with a retainer, you want to get the most out of that team. And meeting them in the middle is going to go a long way. Yep, 100%. Fantastic. Charlie, thank you so much. Uh, th- you know, There's a lot of information here that I think is going to be valuable for Folks that are listening, um, 
I, I, I was telling you earlier, I'm like, this is a great resource to be able to have when we have new clients bring on new people onto the team. Um, because not everybody gets the opportunity to work with an agency and knowing how to utilize those teams as an extension of yourself can help your career as we've talked about here. So thank you so much to everybody who has been listening to the uh, podcast this far. Uh, as a recap, right, what we're looking at is you want to find you getting the right agency, uh, getting a strategic partner that you can really bring your business to the next level with. Um, when you start thinking about working with those partners, just as a recap, what we have here, embed them in your team, get them working off of a shared roadmap and, and making sure that priorities are clear across the way, build trust and develop that relationship, see them as your secret weapon and not as a threat, and use that across all of your agencies, bring those teams together and assemble the best team that you can. And then last but not least, make sure that that communication is clear and concise, regular check-ins, QBRs, Slack, and project management tools is what's going to take your relationship with that team to the next level. Charlie, I feel like, anything? I feel like that I could miss? have been the whole podcast. No, like that, that should have just been the whole podcast there, Zander. We didn't need me waffling over for like 35 minutes. Well, no, we needed all of that context to be able to wrap it up that clear and concise. So <laughs> at least, you know, I was paying attention. Yeah. Enjoy the um, chat. Thank you so much for joining today, Charlie. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, definitely a good episode to share with colleagues if you are looking to bring on an agency uh, or if you currently have an agency and there's team members that that haven't had a chance to work with them before. Uh, please do leave us a review. The feedback helps us a great deal. This has been the Revenue Growth Architects podcast by CS2. Thank you so much and have a great day.